It takes a lot of ingredients to fix or build a car, like cooking, but without the frozen dinner easy way out. eBay Motors has 122 million parts. It's always the right fitment, so you can follow any recipe to a T. Whether it's a vintage Italian coupe that's classic like grandma's meatballs or a German luxury car that's as complicated as almost roulading. To cook up something great in the garage, use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Holidays are here, and so is fashionable fitness. Gift yourself a Samsung Galaxy Z Flip 3 5G, a phone that folds in half to literally stand on its own. Pair it with the Galaxy Watch 4 for ultimate wellness and wow factor. Check health stats, flex personal records. Over 90 activities can be tracked, like biking, swimming, golfing, and more. Invest in yourself with tech made to crush goals. Holidays open up with Galaxy. Shop it all at Samsung.com. 5G connection and availability may vary. Check with Carrier. Products sold separately. Hey everyone, this is the Almost World Podcast. Bringing to you mind blowing interviews with guests from all over the world. So settle down, relax, and enjoy the show. Oh yeah, by the way, if you like the podcast, please support Elmo's World Podcast on Patreon. Your support is what helps the podcast improve more and more. Okay, now we are live and welcome to Elmo's World Podcast. Um, It's a pleasure to, uh, to, to be here. Yeah, to all of you listening out there at uh, Facebook, Um, uh, just so you know, this is uh, Elmo Ador Jr. I'm the host of Elmo's World Podcast. It can be found in Spotify, iTunes, and other everywhere else you can find podcasts. And it's awesome to have my friend Muhammad Yunus here. Bro, can you uh, introduce yourself? Sure. First of all, it's really a pleasure to be with you on this show. So this is Muhammad Yunus. I'm from Kashmir. Uh, yeah, I've been interested in philosophy Uh, from a fair amount of time, you know, now like five years, or six, five years or so, I've been studying philosophy and 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 the philosophy of science because I was really interested in the topic of atheism and scientism and things like that since I had this theistic background. Yeah, so yeah, I wanted to jump into this sphere and you know, wanting to understand the deepest layer of this worldview. So, yeah, that's kind of it. So, yeah, that's it. Okay. Uh, well, when you now that you mentioned philosophy of science, uh, do you think that those atheists who conclude from, who say use science for their arguments and say that uh, there is no scientific data that God exists, how would you uh, understand their position there? Well, Mm, I would say that it's it's not even a good question to ask because when first of all we need to understand the nature of science. Um, looking back at the history of science, what we have back in the times of Aristotle, we had a scientific method and and the way of doing science. Yeah, but the method itself was completely different than what what we have today. Back in the time, it was what was considered science was, you know, something which was intuitively true, and uh, yeah, something which was commonsensical and something which was intuitively true, right? And that was literally the science back in the days. And those people back then did have the answer to almost every question. Uh, you know, it is really puzzling to see how these people who didn't have the equipments and the technologies were able to explain every phenomena of nature. Yeah, I mean, it is it is right that, you know, they were wrong on many things. But the point is that the way they did science was utterly different than what uh, than how we do science. Then we had a paradigm mm -hmm. shift and the change in the methodology itself. Then we got back to the point. We got to the point where Newton's and and things like um, yeah, 
predictability in the scientific theory was accepted like you know the the science the things which were considered to be science was things you know which had this predictive capacity of you know making future predictions uh, about 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 certain phenomena like you know in physics or in any in any other field yeah and then 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 again we had a, we had we had a change in the methodology today we have hypothetical deductive method and let me let me tell you this many people wouldn't wouldn't know this that you know every scientific methodology whether it was aristotelian method yeah or today's method like we have hypothetical deductive method all the method had certain assumptions yeah the assumptions in back in the times of aristotle or aristotelian method was like you know things are grasped by intuitions right that was the underlying assumption of doing science and today we have an exactly. we have a we have an assumption called hypothetical uh, we have an assumption called everything in nature has its inner mechanism like for example whatever you study or any theory you have you know there ought to be something more yeah to what you know right so the world is yeah, con exactly. uh, contained of uh, some more in uh, in a, me a fundamental mechanism so what i'm trying to say is that you know it is really naive to say that you know we don't have the evidence for 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 god in terms of science but when we understand science science is like you know understanding the patterns and the regularities and science isn't about what is is immaterial science isn't about what is not the universe science isn't about what uh, what created the universe it's purely a philosophical discussion and must be held philosophically and not scientifically that's the reason you know i've had number of conversations with atheists you know uh, for about 5 years now and i tell them every time that you know science is not the the way to go when you're talking about god because science you can do science on things which already exist yeah for example you you would have to have a space you would have to have time and intelligence to to go and do science right but the thing is yeah god is about what how and why did i mean why did space time and mind exist do you get my point so it's not about what uh, it's about why even space and time exist and science is about how it exists so it is not even a right question to ask when we talk about god in terms of science science can never falsify i just had a recent conversation with 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 a philosopher from england and i told him the same thing that you know science can't really account for what is not scientific you can't actually put or oh, timelessness yeah into a microscope and mm -hmm. and test it do you understand what i'm saying so i mean the conversation yeah. needs to develop and and an atheist or people who subscribe to scientism need to understand that this argument doesn't help yeah if they want to extend the conversation and want to have a discussion they'll have to think philosophically and come up with a with a philosophical argument against god rather than you know getting entrapped in this in this scientific methodology which doesn't even produce the absolute knowledge mm -hmm. and i would say that um for example if you were to propose a a a scientific argument against something immaterial then that would be some that would be incoherent you know because for example as you said before if if god is uh something that that is a topic that is very that is immaterial then you cannot like um for example i i've i've uh heard a lot of debates about uh, say, uh about say um a philosopher saying that you cannot look for god and uh uh look at a pantry in a microscope and test whether god exists like that that's not how it works so Absolutely. when we uh, try to use yeah and but i i guess there's a way we could actually use science to to dis to discover ways into uh, to understand uh supernatural things for example let's say if there was there was a the bible would claim something that would be scientific and 
in that sense, if this scientific claim of, of the Bible would would be uh, uncalled for and actually be scientifically wrong, then in that case, people could make a scientific argument against religion, against uh, maybe the Christian God or the Islamic God. But the but a, but a, but the problem with I mean making a scientific argument against what is not science is because I mean you would really never get to anywhere because as as a methodology itself says that you know anything scientific is bound to be fallible right science is every scientific proposition is a synthetic proposition right and. And and mm-hmm. by synthetic, it by definition means that it ought to be fallible. For instance, I mean, you can't have a certain knowledge about anything in science. It's a general rule. Yeah. You don't trust me. Yeah. It, 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 it's a rule in academia. I mean, people discuss it. It's called the fallibility of the scientific math, uh, scientific theory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the fact is yeah. that even if today you you were to discover something which is um, non-biblical or un-Quranic, you wouldn't even, even you wouldn't have a case against because I mean a theist. I w- I'm not saying that the theist is theists are always correct, but the methodology you would be using to argue against supernatural or something metaphysical wouldn't be wouldn't be um, um, sufficient because. I mean, you would, you do have, you do have the potential, and that that's in the methodology itself. That you know, every scientific theory is fallible, and it is bound to change. And that's how mm-hmm. science have gone to a point where we are today. Yeah. So I mean, you mm-hmm. can't actually make a case against metaphysics, yeah, using your current scientific understanding of the nature of reality. There is a, there is a. There is a view in academia called particularism and another view is called anti-progress thesis. The particularism actually says that, I mean, I would go to an extent and says that, you know, the particularism says that science doesn't even produce knowledge. Yeah, Uh, it all it does, it gives you the best model of reality but it doesn't give you knowledge not by knowledge what i mean by that is something which is true in an in a, in an absolute sense something which doesn't have the potential yeah. to change yeah so i mean i mean you're right i mean you can actually i mean come up uh, uh, with an um, with an argument against God using your your current scientific understanding, but it wouldn't be sufficient because the methodology itself says that you know every scientific um, theory has the potential to change and it is bound to change. Though, so I wouldn't grant this argument from the uh, atheist unless they would come up with a better methodology, better a better method to give us the understanding of the world in an, in an, in an, uh, in its entirety. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I guess then um, when it comes to science, you, you should only uh, use it in terms of what science, uh, in the, the scope of science. In terms of philosophy, only use uh, what is philosophical, I guess. Then in, in this sense, um, uh, how, how would you, for example, argue for the existence of God in a philosophical manner? Or in a way, I, I do think that we, in, in an absolute sense, we can never arrive at, at proving God philosophically or scientifically. So how, how do you, uh, how is, what is your approach on that? Uh, yeah, so what I'm going to say to you, first of all, I mean, the approach I take, I do not need or I never found uh, a reason to prove that my belief in gods are true because I don't think it is it is something which you can acquire from from gaining knowledge from the external world. I believe. Right. And that's my like, you know, understanding uh, um, of its issue of, of this like matter is that. I mean, the belief in God is something which is within yourself, right? As as same as the laws of rationality, as same as the 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 understanding which you have a priori, right? So I don't, I never found a reason for my beliefs to be justified 
in terms of uh, natural theology, right? You may use the rational arguments for the existence of God, and I'm not denying that. I have been I have been using that, you know, for cows uh, for 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 a very long time, but. I don't think that, you know, for me personally, and there are many theists who take such an approach, like like in the likes of Alan Plantinga, who actually was like, gave us, gave us the reformed epistemology, right? Whose real propagator was Islamic theologian called Ibn Taymiyyah, right? He said the same thing. He said that, you know, it is not something which you, which you have to borrow from the external world. It's something that's within yourself, yeah? And there are properly basic beliefs, and every philosopher accepts certain certain beliefs to be properly basic. So, for me, right, I have never found any reason to prove that my God's belief, my my belief in the existence of God, is rational because I believe that it's something within myself, and I can't really deny it. The rational arguments, right? Now, yes. I mean, I can't use such an argument to actually prove the existence of God, right, to an atheist because it's something which which is my personal experience, yeah? What I can do, I mean, there are out there rational arguments for the existence of God. For example, we, we've been talking, I, I was just reading a book on, on objective morality in terms of evolutionary biology, right? So... Uh, I mean, the author, the the, the point, uh, even though, I, although I haven't read the entire book, but, you know, I just read the certain pages of it. And the author was saying that, you know, evolution, uh, if, if evolution in tr- is true, then, you know, it can't really account for objective morality. And since as a human being, generally, we all accept objective, objective, objectivity of the moral, uh, ethical values. So, I mean, these are, these are some of the, some of the things, right? Some of the realities which are existent right now in the world of of of, of uh, physicality, right? So we would have to account for it somehow. And I believe personally, I believe that you know, unless there is an there is a transcendent being, right, which endowed us, whether it be rational capacity, intentionality, um, co- uh, consciousness, right, hard problem of consciousness objective morality right so all of these things unless there is a transcendent being then um, then uh, these realities wouldn't exist since these realities does exist therefore there ought to be a being that endowed us with so these uh, these 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 values and these traits I, I i'm aware that there are arguments to make against it right and people have their own ways of ration, rationalizing, uh, rationalizing, uh, rationalizing things. Yeah, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Uh, but 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 the thing is that you know human beings generally accept these realities to be real, and you know, uh, and and the principle of sufficient reason calls us for an explanation for these realities. And when if if we were honest enough, yeah, to explain this, then we ought to accept. I mean, uh, a transcendent being that that were the real cause of 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 uh, all of uh, all of these things. Mm-hmm. Then uh, it seems that um, you're you're not presenting arguments for God's existence, but simply uh, stating that there are indicators that there is a God out there. But I guess then that when you say that your belief in in God is something that uh, is uh, unique to you or you're some sort of no it's not it's not like that okay okay all right so okay we've got epistemology yeah you must be aware of that we've got like you know ways of knowing the first is like deduction the second Mm -hmm. is induction yeah and and the other is abduction Mm -hmm. right so i mean Mm -hmm. let's let's for now let's keep deduction aside yeah even though i believe that there are deductive arguments for the existence of god like contingency argument the first cause argument which are very very famous out there right amongst the theist atheist debate so so let's keep them aside let's keep deduction aside let's let's just ask for the inference since we do infer things yeah we come to know things through inference the entire scientific theories are based on the inference right so when we when we when we accept these realities for example rationality intentionality yeah and then ask for the explanation then i believe right i mean 
inspiring, inducing these things for like, you know, three or four years now. I believe that the best inference out there is that there ought to be a being, right, with intentionality, right, endowing uh, within its creatures this trait. If, if that didn't exist, then we wouldn't be having this conversation, which we know we are having it intentionally, yeah? If we are just uh, material yeah. beings and it's just uh, neurochemical firings that, that's going on in the brain, then we wouldn't actually account for intentionality, right? And these are these are the issues, right? Raised by famous neuro neuro neuroscientists like you know Surreal, uh, and other many others are there as well. Like uh, even uh, Professor Rosenberg, I was I was reading one of his book on philosophy of science. He says the same thing that you know if just if just a bunch of neurons, yeah, uh, making this you know, firing in the brain, then we don't have any reason to ex uh, to um, you know, to explain that that we are rational beings and things are happening with intention and we have this we, we have this truth-bearing rational faculties that are reliable. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, well, then in in terms of epistemology, though, um, when what kind of knowledge claim are you making of God? Is it some sort of and uh, just an intuition, I guess? Of well, uh, yeah, your, your first of all, I believe that that's the way to go. I mean, for any theist, if they want to approach any, I mean, atheist, yeah, and if an atheist asks for the reason for the existence of God, they don't need to give them the reason because I believe that, you know, it's something which is a priori, right? And and, and there are multiple studies that have, that have actually demonstrated the same thing. For example, the research that was done by Justin Barrett, Professor Justin Barrett, right? He said that, you know, children mm -hmm. are naturally inclined to believe in, 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 in a natural religion, in, to believe in a superpower, right? So, I mean, it's something which is, which is within ourselves and, and, and we don't really have to account for it necessarily. You may do it, right? You may, you may bring uh, about the argument for uh, causal argument, the contingency argument of what you have. But I'm saying that, you know, the best thing is uh, to do is to like, you know, say that this is just an a priori belief, right? Like many people have it. Like, for example, me and uh, there are multiple like, majority of the human beings that are of the, of, of, of the same beliefs, right? You may have different gods, you may believe in different gods, and you may worship in a different way, but fundamentally, you all believe that, you know, there is something, a power, uh, some may call it Brahman, Hindus call it Brahman, uh, Christians call it father, uh, Jews call it with a different name, right? But we all have have a common denominator, which is that there is a cause, there is a creator that has created this this entire cosmos. So I believe that the best way to go uh, in a discussion with with any atheist is that, right? Then, if an atheist were to ask for the reasons for the existence of God, then simply we say, we would say that you know we have these 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 realities which we accept, which we all accept, you and me accept, we are conscious beings and matter, matter alone cannot account for conscious, hard problem of consciousness. Since, since yeah. I mean, it's, it's a problem out there. That's why it's called the hard problem of consciousness, right? So the best explanation to this, since you don't have an explanation, but we do have the explanation and that seems to be the best inference from, uh, for the data set, right? So, uh, and, and uh, many, like many others, like cause argument, like the first cause argument, the Aristotelian change argument that, you know, every potential gets actualized when there is already actual, something actual, you know, making it actual, right? The, the first mover argument, the, the contingency, one of the strongest argument for the existence of God is the contingency argument. So there does exist rational arguments for the existence of God. Um, so, so, yeah. And that's that's the way I believe to go. Okay, then in, in the sense, though, uh, for example, as you, as you stated, that we can anchor, uh, simply anchor our our belief in God, in that there is an intuition happening uh, amongst mo the majority of the of human race, and so, but we are we are able to actually uh, test the reliability of this. Uh, belief or in so or intuition that are are the, of knowledge that we have of God, for example, and in many cases, a lot of them are 
have reasons that that of simple indoctrination or or believing in in a wrong concept of god and so in this sense you know we we can say that it's a, it's not really a reliable way to gain okay sort of knowledge yeah i got i got, got the question so alvin plantinga has a say so what he says is that you know you got you got certain epistemic commitments to make if your belief ought to have a warrant for example he says that you know the belief has to have a deontological justification for example a person you know uh, who is who is well i mean well uh, sound in terms of his cognitive faculties right he is like you know he's he's a good person doesn't seem to have any disorder right if he explores all the possibilities out there and yet didn't find a reason to reject god's existence right then mm-hmm. he does have a reason to it. so i mean it is still coming in his in his self that you know he is not able to deny it you know even after being cognitively well sounded yeah the second is proper functionality of your co- cognitive faculties yeah so you would have to have a proper cognitive system right which must function properly and if it does and you are still forming a belief in the existence of god yeah then 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 you know it uh, it uh, it it must have an explanation like why is it that i'm forming a belief like even after having proper cognitive system working yeah so yeah uh, and the third is warrant so i mean if you uh fulfill these epistemic uh commitments then your belief ought to have a warrant so that's the way to go so he says that you know if a person has it right for example for example he uh, a person uh would uh, there is an objection to this like for instance yeah people would say that you know i may have a properly cognitive system functioning and yet i form a belief in in the great pumpkins right but i would say mm-hmm. but a great pumpkin and say that that's god yeah but the thing is that great great pumpkins are physical physical things yeah you may, you can conceptualize physical you can you can actually touch the pumpkins yeah so i mean uh, when but when we talk about this properly basic uh, belief in the existence of god yeah in the existence of super being supernatural the creator and life creation right so that's what that's the intuition that counts so if you have a system that is properly functional yeah that is properly functional for instance we may have a scientist who knows everything about science yeah and yet has a belief in the existence of god and doesn't deny it yeah so he has this cognitive system working properly and yet right he forms a belief in the existence of god right then 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 this belief has a warrant for instance i'll give you a pro- uh, example of properly basic belief is like you know uh, the belief in a past right we believe that past did exist now it's a properly basic mm-hmm. belief yeah so if mm-hmm. somebody were to come to me and say said that pro- past did not exist right so it is him who would have to give me an argument for what's properly basic do you get what i'm saying mm-hmm. so it is not yeah. me honest is not for, uh, for me to provide him an argument for the existence of past because it's properly basic belief so it is him who have to come up with an argument for the non existence of past yeah so same way we i believe that you're a rational being you're a conscious being and we're having this conversation right now right so so yeah mm-hmm. so it's a properly basic belief as well right i don't have the scientific sort of an like i can't see your consciousness right i can't see or i can't know that your your feelings some way or the other right now but it's just a properly basic uh belief yeah in the same way the properly basic belief yeah which is universal and it is it is still universal and is not going and is not going to go yeah even if science you know it progresses a lot yeah so that's that's a properly basic belief so it's not me who has to come up 
who have to bring about an argument for the existence of God, it is for the atheist to convince me and give me an argument for the non-existence of God for my properly basic beliefs. Okay, so I it seems then that, uh, yeah, what you're saying is that um, in, in, in every worldview, due to skepticism, we can actually discount everything and there is no proper justification for anything in philosophically. And so exactly. even if you're holding a scientific worldview, you're still holding a, a, a ton of properly basic beliefs, or I, I would use the term presuppositions. Like, for example, as you said, um, the causality is a presumption, as Hume said. And also um, the fact that the, why we the brute force of our own existence as exactly uh, and, 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 yeah and so it, it, what you're saying is that if if a, if a, if someone from an atheist perspective is is presenting my properly basic beliefs as wrong and his he, and his he he himself has his own properly basic beliefs then he would be uh, hypocritical or at least inconsistent in that way exactly exactly you got it right exactly. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't go to an extent and say that these are presuppositions. I believe that these are the basic first principles, first philosophy, what we, I call okay. it, right? The first philosophy. So, I mean, that's from where everything starts. So I start from I, you start from you, right? And then we build mm -hmm. up uh, a building of, of uh, beliefs, right? And we form the beliefs about the nature of reality. But the I-ness doesn't have the justification, right? So it's just a fundamental layer from where from where from where everything erupts so yeah you're right i mean atheist everybody has properly basic beliefs for first principles from where i mean they operate mm -hmm. okay yeah so and, and i want to ask you because um you are a muslim you know so i believe that in a way you've uh, built made a building blocks of sort of premises from which uh, you've gone from a deism to theism and has led you to believing in the prophet muhammad in the in the quran right so uh, can you uh, tell me how you've arrived at, at this but other that maybe you have like been raised in this uh, sort of community and culture sure. and uh, sure. belief system but uh, can you tell me how you justified it in your own way yeah, sure. So first of all, let me tell you that although I was born in a Muslim family, I did have some doubts, right? Like, you know, why is there so many religions if God is one? Why didn't he just, you know, made us a one community? Why didn't he, he just put us in the hell? Yeah, why does suffering exist, right? So, so, I mean, I've gone through these doubts as well. So, yeah, it's not something, you know, which is, which is, uh apart from me it did exist even in my own mind so first of all why islam is because i believe that the, the concept of god that islam provides is like you know the most coherent concept out there like you know there is one being yeah immaterial incorporeal being that is distinct from its creation and unlike creation unlike creation so yeah uh, unlike creation, created had the this capacity, creative capacity, the power, the 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 mind to create the cosmos is is something you know which is philosophically coherent. Yeah. So I mean, if you were to go back to the to the Ionians and Italians, they are you. Uh, yeah, Italians. If I'm remembering correctly, Italians did form a belief about this incorporeal reality. They did believe that something materialized as one. And people called it nous. If I'm not incorrect, it was Anaximander or Anaximenes, uh, you know, one of these two philosophers who called it nous, the one, right? Uh, although they didn't have any revelation back then. If you were to look at Socrates, he believed in one thing, right? Uh, corporeal in a bunker, corporeal, cor corporeal, uh, uh, incorporeal supernatural being, right? So mm -hmm. go back to the Plato. They didn't had any revelation back then. They didn't had any concept of Judeo-Christian Islamic God, right? And yet they formed the, a belief about this sort of a being, right? Even Aristotle called it. Uh, a first mover, right? He didn't. He didn't had any any revelation back then, right? He formed it purely based on his intelligibility. 
So what I'm trying to say is like, you know, the monotheistic concept of God is the most coherent concept out there existent in the philosophical or in the theological world. Yeah. And then it, it gets back, to, it gets to the Quran, like, for instance, I believe, right? I believe that, you know, if one were to like have an open look at the book, which we believe that is the last revelation of God. I wouldn't, it's it's my firm belief, right? Although it may be subjective, but I believe, I personally believe that, you know, he wouldn't have any reason to reject this final revelation of God. It's so, it's so provocative. It's so coherent. It's uncontradictory. It's, it just directly talks to you. Even, uh, even there are some, some, some challenges given to the entire mankind in the Quran. For instance, like we have, in, in science, we have falsification, yeah? So if you want to prove scientific theory wrong, yeah, just falsify it, right? And come up with a better theory, right? Then your previous theory would be falsifiable, falsified. In the same way, the Quran asks, has a falsification test, which in terms of its inimitability. It says in the in the second chapter, uh, it says, that if you are in doubt about this book, which we have revealed to our servant, then produce a surah like unto it. Produce three verses like this and I mean, prove it wrong. If you can't, and look at the look at the surety of Allah, look at the surety of God, like look at the confidence. Yeah? If you can't, and then it says you will definitely not, then be ready for the fire, yeah, which we have made. Uh, so yeah, I believe that you know the the Quran is the thing for me. I mean, it's just un uh, un irrefutable. So yeah, the, and, and there are multiple reasons as well, like the life of Prophet alayhi salam, the, 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 the system Islam offers to the entire mankind, the personal experience of mine. So this collective sort of a thing, yeah, makes me, made me believe, firmly believe in the Islamic conception of uh, theology. Okay. Then uh, let's talk about what the Quran says. Like, for example, I guess that because the Quran is sort of the final revelation, right? And the Prophet Muhammad is the final prophet in, in, your, in your own understanding, right? In this sense, then, um, the Quran is sort of a correction from previous uh, relations from Allah. Am I correct? Yeah, it says, I believe, uh, although I'm not a theologian, right, I may get things, I may get certain things incorrect, but, you know, I would be saying out of my own knowledge, yeah. So I'm saying there are certain things in, in, in which in Islam, you know, when it talks about the, the, the previous revelation, it says that in, in the second chapter in the Quran, it says that, you know, the, the, the woe to those who write books with your own hands and they then say it is from God. So what we believe is that, you know, previous revelation of God were manipulated. There were like, you know, pen were in, man, manly pen were inserted in the revelation. Yeah. Which is why Allah kept on uh, sending different messengers and uh, different revelations to uh, uh, for a time. And, and and as Quran itself says, and Allah gives a guarantee in the Quran that, you know, this is the final revelation and nobody would be able to manipulate it because Allah is its own preserver. Yeah. And that's 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 the biggest argument of the Islamic faith that, you know, the Quran is in the same way as it was revealed to Prophet Muhammad. Even some of the Orientalist scholars believe it. The Muslim theologians just an you know predominant sort of a like you know first belief of the Muslims that the Quran is in the same form as it was revealed to Prophet Muhammad alayhi salam. So we believe that you know previous like Jesus Jesus alayhi salam peace be upon him were given a revelation called the good news evangelion right by people 
people insert and their pen into it, which is why Allah changed the revelation and sent Quran through Prophet Muhammad alayhi salam. But we, we Muslim, we Muslim do not make tafarruqa, like difference amongst the prophets. We believe that all the prophets are uh, like, or we don't make any difference amongst the prophets. Yeah. So we don't take one prophet superior than the other prophet. Yeah. So we believe that all of them are to be believed necessarily to be a Muslim, like Moses, Jesus, Adam, Noah, all other prophets uh, which were sent for a time by, by, by God. Mm-hmm. And my question would be, though, um, in this sense, then you would, uh, be, because uh, Islam, uh, the, the Quran was not uh, re- uh, revealed until like the 600 AD. And the and the life of start of the life of Muhammad, and then um then would you say that the 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 Juda- Judaism account or or, or even Jesus or the account of Jesus of Allah was also revelation? Well, of course we do believe that you know, until the rev- new revelation is sent, the previous revelation would does have the guidance. So we believe that you know. After the death of Jesus Christ, people who clutched the message of Jesus Christ yeah, and walked on that message are the people of heaven. So we don't say that Christians, yeah, although it's just an arbitrary sort of a label which Christians themselves put, uh, put on themselves. Yeah? We don't even say that Jesus was a Christian. We believe that Jesus was as uh, a Muslim, Muslim in a sense that, you know, he believed everything what God said and he acted upon what God revealed to him. Yeah. So he was in complete submission to God. Yeah. So we believe that, you know, people who clutched those messages yeah, and walked on that are the Muslims of the time, are the people of the heaven uh, of the time. Yeah. So same goes where previous prophets like Moses, people who, who who took the message, the revelation, and clutched it and and walked on it, yeah, are the people of he- heaven and not hell. We don't believe that, you know, all, even uh, Quran says that not all the, uh, all the all the Christians are the same. Quran says that, you know, in, in chapter 2nd, it says that there are a section of Christian Jews, uh, and other faiths or, and people of other faiths who would go to heaven. So we don't actually uh, deny the truth, uh, truthfulness of the, of the uh, companions of the pre- previous prophets. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, and, but then um, I, this is my question though, because um, I'm really curious. Because the Quran was the word of God, was the re- final revelation of God, and then because it is God's word, it would be preserved, right? But what what is the reason why, for example, Jesus or Moses or all the previous prophets, why weren't their revelations not preserved? Well, there are ways to like you know people have people have answer in different way, and to be really honest, yeah. right? I would not be the right person to be answering okay. these okay. things okay. accurately because okay. it's pure, properly okay. a theological question. I could give you my like okay. you know, my 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 account my my own like view on it. So I believe that God did send revelations uh, at 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 periods, right? But the rev- people were not ready to to actually grasp the message in its entirety. So okay. Allah sent different people at different times with with the message which could have actually related to the people back then, right? Well, when the time was right yeah, for the Quran to be sent and implemented, Allah sent it, right? Back in the times of Jesus, we say that people would have not been ready to actually the, grasp the message in its entirety. Yes, and, and and there are plans of God. There is wise wisdom behind every action of uh, God. So we believe that, you know, God in his own wisdom chose to send different 
different messengers at different times with different revelations and people back then you know like evolution right we we believe that evolution happens like there is a change yeah what we are able to do now we may not have been able to do it back you know back like 500 million years before correct since there was an evolution now we are able to do proper science like the science progressive science or what what have you right we are able to understand quantum mechanics we are able to understand mathematics yeah so we have now reached to a point to understand these things in the same manner people back then would have not understood the the message in its entirety yeah so allah sent different sections uh, of revelations uh, in different times with different messengers but when he thought that the, you know that that the, the time has come to uh, for the quran to be sent to the to the people he sent it right mm-hmm. but my question would be um, what was uh, re- not what was revealed in the quran that wasn't revealed by Jesus, you know, because as you said, uh, for example, the Jewish people at the time of Jesus were not ready to to receive what was in the, going to be revealed in the Quran. So, what was that inf- information that they? Well, first of all, first of all, those messengers are were sent for for the for the Israelites, right? So every 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 messenger every messenger you would see before a prophet, alayhi salam. Although there are like you know. Uh, many other messengers, but Quran doesn't mention them for, for different sections of people besides Israel or the people of Israel. So we believe that, you know, the Quran mentions the messengers that were only sent to the people of any Israel, right? Israelites. Okay. So, okay. yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so, uh, uh, when the Quran was sent, it was sent like it says in the Quran that, وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَاكَ إِلَّا رَحْمَةً لِلْعَالَمِينَ that we have sent you as a rahmah, as a mercy to all of the mankind. So Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wasn't uh, a messenger to only Arabs. He was the messenger for the entire mankind. And he's going to be the messenger till the day till the day of resurrection arrives. So yeah, so that was one, one thing, right? Which wasn't uh, in the previous scriptures uh, given to the pre- previous prophets, yeah? That was one thing, main thing. And as I said, Allah's wisdom, God's wisdom, yeah, he has the totality of the knowledge and there may be answers, yeah, uh, existing out there in the Islamic orthodoxy. But as I said, I am not a theologian or I wouldn't have the complete, I would not be able to articulate it in its, uh, the answer in its like, in its entirety. Okay. Uh, can I ask you um, what your uh, specific school of jurisprudence that uh, is that you subscribe to? Well, jurisprudence. First of all, what we need to understand is like you know theology uh, is um, yeah. What we need to understand is like you know the conception of God and the acceptance of prophet as the last messenger of prophet makes one a Muslim. So it doesn't matter which jurisprudence you subscribe to. If you believe that God is one and you believe that Muhammad is his messenger and you're like, you know, true in your search for knowledge, then you're a Muslim and inshallah you can hope to go to the Jannah, right? So that's not something which is, which is, um, uh, which is important, right? Yes, I mean, there does exist different school of thoughts, but that's with the fiki issue, like the social matters, how to pray, right? There may be some small differences, but there isn't any difference of opinion uh, in the the theology, the theology itself, like the conception of God and Prophet Muhammad being a big God's prophet, uh, last messenger, even if you were to look at the Shia, Shia like uh, sect, right? They wouldn't even even they wouldn't like um, they wouldn't even disagree with this. So 
uh, for you to be a Muslim, all you have to do is to accept God as one and Muhammad as his messenger, accept Quran as his book, right? Then the fiqh issue comes, like, you know, we've got four main school thoughts, like Hanafi, Shafi, Hanbali, Maliki, right? So, I mean, there exists, does exist a uh, difference amongst um, uh, them, right? Which are about, like, you know, how to pray, how to, like, you know, how to make wudu, right? How to make wudu? How to purify yourself when you when you're up to uh, for, for when you're for uh, when you're going to uh, when you're going for the prayer, right? So these issues, but these I mean there isn't any major difference um, in the theology, the, the 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 concept of God and and the, and and Prophet Muhammad being his last messenger. Well, in in terms of the differences in the concept of God, I I, st I think there are uh, some in terms of, for example, how a Salafi would view, for example, God's hands as literal physical hands, and it, a lot of Muslims would take that as very uh, heretical. I, I I would assume because it, well, it, it, I wouldn't go that far. I accept, I agree, I I got what you're saying. I wouldn't even go that far because, I mean, even they would they would affirm the non knowledgeability of the divine affairs. They may say, say that you know hands exist, but they deny any knowledge to it, right? So, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I wouldn't go that far and say that you know there does exist because these are unknown things. I mean, nobody no school of thought would actually give you the accurate answer to these things, to, to the things which are gaib, which are unseen, which nobody has the knowledge of, like the essence of God. You may have opinions from here and there, right? You may have discussions going on in the academia, you know, amongst the different uh, theological schools, but none would actually give you the answer how that is, right? what that is because it is ungraspable right right now you may have different interpretations right you may have a one uh, scholar interpreting the text in one way and a different scholar interpreting a text in a different way right and that's 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 something you know which which is uh uh which is like <clears throat> which is not uh, which is not a big deal because even in science discussions exist, right? You 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 may have people right uh, arguing for theories which may which may sound nonsensical to some scientists, but that doesn't mean that they're they are like you know absolutely wrong, right? They are absolutely right. They are from, with their own opinion, right? But as far as I'm sure, and as far as I am uh, aware that, you know, nobody actually affirms the knowledge for the essence of God. I mean, like you said, Salafi may say that the God has hands, but they deny any knowledge to it. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's okay. my approach to it. And I don't really like to get into these discussions. I have. In, in the past, right? Be and uh, because I believe that, you know, it is irresolvable. No matter how great your intelligibility is, no matter how smart you are, no matter how intelligent you are, but you're still going to lack the knowledge, absolute knowledge of the divine essence, yeah? That's the reason the discussions have been existent, existent from millennia and it's still the same thing going on in the academia and it's going to be like that. But I don't think, I mean, these issues are really important because, I mean, we have a journey here for 60 or 70 years, right? So, yeah, in that, in that, in that time period, all we have to do is to, like, you know, know what is, uh, what is the purpose of existence, what is the truth, right? And, and act on it and, 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 yeah, and spread the word. I don't really okay, like to get to these. Yeah, sure. Yeah, no problem. And um, to end this debate, um, it's been a great uh, conversation with you. One last thing is, um, in terms of ha the Islamophobia that's happening, uh, especially in the world, it's something that we need to address. You know, um, how would you uh, uh, express that um, not all Muslims are terrorists, and that a lot of them are are 
are do not have this ideology and you know racism is is a huge thing it might be actually inherent in a, in a, a lot of people but how would you uh, address this issue well i would say that muslims need to be more aware of their religion right they need to understand their religion they need to act upon it right they need to actually distance distance the cultural thing with the islamic thing right they would have to reject the culture that's not uh, uh, islamic yeah that's one thing and second thing like you know educate people wherever you go right try to have a conversation with people try to understand where they are coming from and try to tell them what you are you know for right what you are about right and and yeah and and discuss and educate yourself i believe that you know it's high time for muslims uh to get educated in the matters like science even theology as well because i mean this may be controversial i would say that you know muslims haven't been cognizant about their religion which is why things are happening i mean we become materialist we become we become colonized yeah our minds are completely con and then you know what what happens is like politics gets gets mixed up with religion and then you have this eruption of you know mixed thought that has actually nothing to do with one another yeah so we would have to understand yeah things differently yes and then act upon what is real what 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 is like you know religious right and then not mix things up um in terms of politics society and what you have so i believe that it's 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 the muslims yeah who need to wake up and really understand their religion yeah uh yeah uh, and i believe that things that that culture propagates which is which has nothing to do with religion and is anti religious must go must necessarily go because i mean look look the things that talks about feminism and you know islam is anti feminist you know people are like you know women is oppressed i mean i don't know where people get this from yeah maybe from culture they look at a specific culture right and then they extract the thought and mix it with with the with the religion itself when i mean we've been saying from 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 millennia that you know these things doesn't have to do any, anything with with the religion but like you know uh but, but, but it's still there like you know people have become people are being indoctrinated with that with that thought and you know are being said that you know that's that's actually religious and not culture yeah and then i say that the media is on the opposite side you know things happening politically like you know there is there is uh like it's like a political sort of a wave yeah that tries to suppress or portray portray a religion in a wrong sense yeah that's one more important thing that you know people people want to create this narrative that you know islam is demonic religion it's something you know which must not be pursued must be condemned and things like that for their like you know for their own political reason so i mean these are some of the things which we need to really need to consider and the first thing i said that you know muslims have to educate themselves in terms of in terms of uh uh in terms of being in terms of religion in terms of science in terms of i mean uh, every other field which exists out there I uh, it's just my personal opinion but I firmly believe that this must I mean take place. Yeah and it's it's been great talking to you man. Uh thank Same you here. for the time. Uh Same here. Bye. Thank you Dalmo. Take care. So that's the end of it. Thanks for tuning in guys. This is your host Elmo Ador Jr and thank you for listening in and please subscribe. Please follow us on Facebook. Please please follow this. Please. Thanks. It used to be hard to find the exact auto parts you needed, and that meant spending a lot of time at swap meets. 
It's a different game now when you can order exactly what you need from eBay Motors. They have 122 million parts, so you can always find the right fitment. Spend less time searching and more time building with the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Holidays are here, and so is fashionable fitness. Gift yourself a Samsung Galaxy Z Flip 3 5G, a phone that folds in half to literally stand on its own. Pair it with the Galaxy Watch 4 for ultimate wellness and wow factor. Check health stats, flex personal records. Over 90 activities can be tracked, like biking, swimming, golfing, and more. Invest in yourself with tech made to crush goals. Holidays open up with Galaxy. Shop it all at Samsung.com. 5G connection and availability may vary. Check with Carrier. Products sold separately.